You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, it's Atomic Blonde. It is. And a, I think, strange lack of news, really. Um, Yeah. You know, know, really, it's kind of TV time. Actually, that's weird. At this point. It's, uh, you know, there's... There's lots of trailers coming out and stuff, but nobody's pushing anything real hard right now. So yeah, and, and just in general, I don't know, no, nothing newsworthy. I don't think anything uh, big happened. for our purposes uh, has come out. It, it's all talk about TV and uh, what Young Sheldon's going to do, yeah, and right. who's cast in what, and uh, you know the HBO. Uh, show causing all the controversy right, and stuff, right. <clears throat> but it's like it's too early in the year to start pushing the stuff that's coming out in November, and right. it's too late to try and get you to see stuff that's coming out right. or you know the big tentpole things. Dark Tower is looming. Uh, yeah, here we go on the yeah. horizon and getting I think weird reviews. We were just talking about that. I can't get anyone to uh, tell me anything about the movie. Right, <laughs> which, right, which is weird. Um, and normally that's a bad, normally that's a bad sign. Low, low right, right. advertising. We were just talking about this last week. Low advertising for something so big coming out like in a week. We're not really seeing spots. Right, and like suddenly no one's talking about the like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, I think this might be a movie too where it's um, it's in a weird spot. It's coming out. Anyway, at a weird time in uh, McConaughey yeah. land right. or whatever it is. I like the McConaughey. Because, you know, he is he's very up and down yeah. with uh, who wants to pay attention to him, why people like him, when mm-hmm. people are saying positive things about him, when people are saying negative things about him. Yeah. Uh, he comes out with, you know, something like Dallas Buyers Club and everybody is uh, all over him. Mm-hmm. They completely forget that a couple of years before that, he could not make a movie that, you know, was made for anyone with a brain. Right, <laughs> right. He right. played idiots and played the badly and was in stupid movies. Yeah. But he comes out with some movie that people like, and all of a sudden everyone's like, hooray, he's the greatest. And then he's in a bunch of stuff. And then the next right. thing you know, <laughs> uh, even when he does like little guest things, all of a sudden yeah. everybody loves him. Yeah. And right now it's kind of like a, it's kind of a weird place i guess you know he he was in gold and no one cared right and uh you know that little blip in the radar will just apparently have people not caring about him yeah because you would think um like eight months ago, if this came out eight months ago or so right everyone would be well i have to go see that because he's in it because right. you know he was very up and now he's not then he makes those uh, commercials where it's like, look, I'm really rich. And, right. <laughs> and yeah. everyone goes, uh, hooray for you. Yeah. And um, can I please have that car? Great. <laughs> anyway, but it is like in this weird kind of downturn for him, I guess. He's just not super popular right now because I I remember hearing about the movie earlier. I was like, oh, that's going to do really yeah. good because McConaughey is huge right now. And right. Everyone loves him. Right. And I don't know. It just took too long to get here. <laughs> and, Maybe it's weird. He's and been, so it's not getting. Not that that's you know the yeah that's end all and test, beat but, all of the movie or anything. But yeah. it you know it wouldn't hurt if <laughs> if right. people wanted to see him in whatever he was in. But anyway, the movie has been uh, just getting like people talk about it strangely too. That's not helping anything, right. especially when. Um, People start talking about where what it's doing with the books and where right. it's going with the books, and that seems to be what people are talking about more than, "Hey, go see it!" Or right, great <laughs> you know, performances so, or killer sci-fi. Yeah, right. So, so anyway, uh, yeah. So that's coming out, but like I said, not a lot of news. It's all um, it's all TV, and like yeah. uh, you know, recently. There was more information about uh, what the hell's that show? Kevin can wait, I guess. The, oh yeah, uh, Kevin James one, right. 
and uh, and and I gotta tell you, I can't wait to not watch that show when it comes back. <laughs> I, You're not gonna give it a try. You did. You, didn't am, you say you liked it. Didn't you say it was all right? Uh, in the very beginning, like the first couple that were, show was okay. Yeah, right. And uh, it it was kind of doing this thing, almost like uh, what's that other uh, show? I can't remember. Um, I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. The show where the guy works at the sports place and has all the uh, daughters and God, I can't. Yeah, re- yeah, yeah, I can't wait. remember that guy's um, name. Anyway. Um, that show similarly, uh, trying to do kind of like throwback to like eighties, nineties, uh, sitcoms and style, just like kind of TV land, you know, all all the TV land original shows that are, that are, you know, TV land basically said, I don't know, we're showing all these eighties shows. What was wrong with those? Let's make something that's sort of like that. And, and the Kevin can wait show was sort of like that and it was okay. And it was in its own way kind of a throwback to uh king of new york anyway right right <laughs> it, it was sort of the same humor and he was he was still like kind of that the guy fat guy that guy he, yeah you know he just he's playing himself yeah. all the time anyway and uh then Le- <laughs> leah remini uh, like guest starred on the last episode of the first season <laughs> right which <coughs> for me, the show had really kind of run out of steam already. Right. That's not and a good apparently sign. <laughs> the people who make the show agreed with me right. completely because they kill off his wife. So we knew she was leaving the show, and I guess the new news is that they killed her. Right. So she's she, dead. She died. Not coming back. She died, and I guess we're gonna kind of jump in time a few years forward. And now is on the show yeah. uh, as a regular. Yeah. So, yeah, the second season will, like, jump forward. And, you know, it's such a bizarre thing. Like, you just don't see anything like that happen anymore. Right. A long time ago, stuff like that would happen. Right. And uh, it, it's weird and, you know, ancient history and stuff. But shows like, for example, The Facts of Life, mm-hmm. right? Second season starts, totally different show, right? right? right. Uh, like, three quarters of the girls are gone, and we add a new one, right? Whatever, and it's like a whole different situation, kind of. And we go, yeah. Now this is this, this is, is a show. Remember, and you it, know, and it, yeah. everybody watches it still, and it yep. gets even more popular, and no one cares because there were three things on, right? right. <laughs> and you could do that, right? Yeah. And this show, man, I just think it's such a bizarre, uh, it's such a bizarre twisty turny thing all of a sudden now it's just going to be him and leah remini in another show (laughs) and and we've totally who knows what will who knows what else will happen too because he's got like his three buddies yeah who are on the show with him who are they're they're all retired cops and basically they do nothing right and they want to do nothing and they go to like this pizza place where they eat outside because basically it's like having a free set it's right. like you just yeah. throw up some walls around craft services, right. and then and now <laughs> it's we always call lunch, it a set, right? right? Yeah, and that's like the show. So who knows if they'll be back <laughs> either, right? Yeah. I, I don't because we're transporting forward. Maybe they just uh, who knows? Maybe it's maybe just it is, them. Yeah, I think it's bonkers. Can, I think it's horrible. I think if you it's don't hilarious. Have the show anymore? Then get rid. Get of rid. It. I think it's so funny to be like, let's have Leah guest star. You're like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden, all the suits and the talking heads go. This is better than what we got. We gotta kill her off, <laughs> right? Like that's so. Like you're just like, yeah, we're gonna get picked up for a second season, but and you're not coming. You know back. what's hilarious too is that that poor uh, woman CBS has forever been talking about how it's the number one <laughs> new, right. new comedy of the year or whatever, right? And uh, look, we've got these great ratings, and right. boom, we're gonna mix everything up. Show. Yeah, I don't know. It's so it's such a weird world, and not that we need to talk about TV forever and right. uh, not yeah. get to the movie, but it it is such a weird world that you have things like American Horror Story, uh, you know, their new season, Cult, I guess. Yeah, which American Horror Story gets advertised and promoted. More than like anything else, mm-hmm. as though it were basically Game of Thrones, right? right? I mean, right. It, like it's huge, huge thing, and the ratings for the show suck. Yeah, and yet it just keeps coming back every every year. I think it is it has gotten slightly higher in the first episode, 
right? Yeah. And by like the fifth episode, every season has been lower and lower and lower. And by like the end, like the series finale of last season was the least watched episode of that show there ever was. Right. And yet it comes back and uh, someone will email me facts and call me. Sure, yeah, call your rate out on it. um, But no, I'm I'm not, you know, just uh, speaking in hyperbole there. That's like actually true. Yeah. Um, But every season now it's coming back and they're advertising it and promoting it as though it were the greatest thing, Mm -hmm. uh, the greatest show ever. And at its best, I think it had like, three and a half, maybe four million viewers. I mean, it's like... I can't remember. I know it, yeah. And, like, that's the world we're in, where, you know, Kevin Can Wait probably has about three and a half million, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not even that much. And it's, like, the number one new show, (laughs) not counting the 25 other way higher-rated shows that just aren't on the big three, big four networks or whatever. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. That show looks crazy to me, and I really I can't wait to trash it. Frankly, <laughs> even if it's good, right? I'm it doesn't gonna, matter. I'm going to trash it on principle. That, yeah, I mean, it's just right. it's just so horrible. It makes me sad that Kevin James basically goes, "Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Whatever. Write me a check. Right. Whatever. Right. Bring, bring the pizza. Do whatever you, know? you want. Right. And I'm also kind of bummed because um, I like one of the guys who's on the show. A lot, like the actual guy. And I think what it is, if I remember, because I haven't watched the show in a long time, I think yeah. it's his daughter's like boyfriend. Um, and he used to be on Bones, whoever the guy is. He was on Bones for a little while. And I really like that that, that guy. But yeah. anyway, all right. So uh, so there's all that just to say that there's no news <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Atomic yeah. Blonde. Um, oh, I got to get your list. So, uh, you know, the movie is... I think probably everybody knows about this movie. Um, It's uh, Charlize Theron Mm -hmm. is, you know, if you're going by the trailers, right, which I think the trailers are pretty good. Um, Yeah, we we, haven't done this for a while. We haven't mentioned that a lot, but I I was really happy with the fact, and, you know, we've done it before and we haven't done it for a while, mostly because I, I... it makes me hate trailers. <laughs> I still love trailers so much. It, it, you ma- know. it makes me hate trailers when I have to think about them later and go, right. yeah, that wasn't the movie I saw. Right, right. <laughs> then I just think about that too much. Yeah. And then I watch the next trailer and I go, yeah, but <laughs> Right, that's I not going to be the fi- Yeah, you got me. Um, but this one I think is pretty good. <laughs> you pretty much get that movie, even though the trailers don't give you a lot of information. Um, right. They don't really... They sell the action. Yeah, the they, they give you the action. You know that she's a spy. You know it's like Cold War times. Mm-hmm. You know that for whatever reason, she's in trouble, and she's doing a lot of sitting in a room talking to <laughs> right. uh, talking to people, like explaining herself. Yeah. Um, you get a lot of that. But you don't get really anything that's going on in the plot in the trailers. All you know is, like I just said, you know she's a spy. Uh, you know she's going to beat the hell out of people. Right. And, um, you know, she's she's not uh, she's not so much new school James Bond where we just shoot everyone. Right. And run or whatever. She's kind of like old Roger Moore James Bond, where there's a bit more, uh, you know, wrapping bedsheets around people's necks and (laughs) choking them and and, (laughs) uh, you know, <laughs> being kind of caught unawares in your room, and so you have to pick up the ice bucket and right. smack them over the head with right. it, or something like that. Like, there's a lot more kind of fighting around, and uh, you know, I remember a lot of the like. I love Roger Moore, James Bond, right? And there's a lot more in those movies of you know being like being caught on the train when you thought you were being sneaky right. and you have to fight your way out. And right. it's not just kind of, you know, popping people from, no, it's using a dinner tray and a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And so there's a lot, there's a lot more of this to her where she's doing a lot of fighting. <laughs> she's, she's not, um, even though she shoots a lot, she just shoot a lot of people. She shoots a lot of people, right? But she doesn't, she's not just walking around going, well, I've, bunch of guns and i'm just gonna right yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna you know unload right anyway um until she does and then and then then she does it's done 
Um, but anyway, uh, so she's the spy. She's going to be in Berlin for most of the time. Uh, you know that we we see like kind of this car wreck in the trailer and, oh, yeah, and right. the whole I've got your shoe kind of part. Yeah, right, right. Um, with uh, James it was McAvoy. James McAvoy is going to have some connection to her. You know that. Um, anyway, so that's it. It's basically like spy except and it's based on a graphic novel. Yep. That uh, I think is the same name. No, I'm it's not like the it's like the sure um, the coldest. No, the coldest. The coldest city. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and yeah, it's Berlin, like basically right before uh, the wall comes down. Yeah. So that's where late eighties. All right. Anyway, enough babbling about the movie. Um, <laughs> I gave this one a fairly solid seven and a half. Oh, I was a little under with you. Oh, uh, I'm kidding. You that's, know, that's I was funny. I was I was leaning towards eight. Yeah. And there were a lot of times watching the movie where I thought kind of like nine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like there was a lot of it that I really liked. You've warmed up to this a little bit. And I but I had a lot of problems with it, too. There was a yeah. lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think where I got my rating was um, kind of letting a lot of the problems that I had kind of dissolve away into the you know crazy fun action it's kind of like valerian in a way right Right. there were there were issues i had with that movie but i was like but what do you want it's the fifth element and it's crazy and it's fun and and this one uh you know i had a lot of plot problems with this one yeah and i had a lot of character problems with this one too but at the end of the day i liked the action and it was fun and yeah. i loved the soundtrack and right. you know there was a lot of stuff i liked so yeah all right what'd you give it? we're not we're not that far apart i i almost feel close close to everything you just said i was at eight and i felt like i wavered a little bit i felt like at times i was like this feels nine and then it slipped a bit and i went now we're at seven and right. and most of it was for almost all the same things you said. I I had some problems with some things that were in it and the choices they made, but it it's almost like if I could just remember how much fun I had watching and I feel like they're very similar in a lot of ways, but I remember how much fun I was having watching John Wick. And I feel like right, this is right. this is kind of like the Wonder Twin, you know, noir, dark color coded violent sister to John Wick. Like, I feel like in two different rooms, these guys are, you know, destroying, these two characters are destroying an onslaught of bad guys. And the stuff that I had problems with, I felt were not nitpicky because I would have, that would have hovered me around nine, but I thought were noticeable, but I just kind of, I had fun with it and I gave myself over to it and let it just entertain me. And that was, that was probably the best decision. Right. Because I think if you really sit down and you're like, this spy film wouldn't do this or a real spy wouldn't act that well, like then you're in trouble, right? Then you're not supposed to see this movie. You should go see Tinker Taylor soldier spy. Right. right. If you want to see something violent and visceral and stylized, which and you should fun, go see anyway, you should see that anyway. You should see either of them anyway, but right. Right. <laughs> right. But if you want to just see something fun and popcornish, you said it in the beginning. If you liked the trailer, you're going to like this movie because it delivers mostly what that trailer gives you though. Though I foolishly had hoped the movie would be better than it was based on the trailer, I really thought this was another Fury Road. Like, I really thought this was going to be a sleeper action film of the summer that would carry into the winter. That was going to be like an 11. That would be unbeatable, you know? And and, it, and it's not. And that's not just because she was in Fury Road. It's because I love that trailer. The fr- and I know there were several of them. That first trailer that we saw... It was just so fun because it didn't just look mindlessly violent. It looked like there was actually kind of some subterfuge, like a real story underneath it, and that she was going to work it out, but not be unscathed in doing it. And, you know, from the opening scene of the film, when you see how unscathed she is, really, you you know, you get a sense of also what's coming up. Um, But, yeah, I think it's funny. I thought you would be a little lower, um, partially because of how the film felt when we watched it and partially because of the you know onslaught you took from your wife who was like <laughs> loving the film yeah oh throughout. yeah she, so, she gave it and a, sometimes a you know how that pushes sure. you to, you're like well yeah. now i can't like it as much right. because we can't be that couple yeah so but, uh, so the thing there is uh, i saw some rough 
footage of one of the fight scenes. Uh, it's it's definitely rougher. I don't know how was it rough that big it is, one? but I I saw some when they're uh, at the hotel and they're oh, kind of okay. up and down the stairs. And they're doing the spyglass protection stuff. And it's uh, yeah. the basically there's one guy who like just won't die. Yeah, that guy. She just <laughs> and he keeps, won't stay down. She just right. keeps killing that guy. Yeah. But anyway, there's it. It's basically they're in a hotel. She's got a guy that she's protecting. Yeah. So she, it's like you stay here, and and right. then she fights some guys, and then the next thing you know, he starts coming up the stairs because there's more coming. Right. Yeah. And he's like, "There's more." So she, you know, goes down, and I I like the theory of that scene. Right. Right. It's like a big. Uh, horrendously long fight scene where there's lots of long cuts in it yeah. where we're, we're just looking at her for a long time. You have to, and I, like, I appreciate the difficulty of it more than I actually like what happened, Enjoyed the scene, you know, yeah, what right. actually right. turned out to happen because, you know, doing like a giant dance like that for a long cut sure. is crazy hard. Yeah. And, you know, there's people everywhere. There's 5,000 things in motion at any given time. Right. And, but I saw a rough cut of it, and it looked awful. Um, right. Because, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know, they didn't put in certain, you know, lighting effects that were going to hide how bad things looked right. or whatever <clears throat> and whatever. And I couldn't get it out of my mind right. watching it. And it, for me, it's just, it's such a bad scene in the end. It's kind of like the opposite of everything good about fight scenes in the first couple Jason Bourne movies. Right. Where you have a fight as though somebody might fight. Where you got right. actual expert fighters yeah. who have had the crap beat out of them. Right, right. To be on the movie and go, no, that's not fighting. Right. right? I mean, right. I that know, looks good. I know in no your weird, up. like yeah. Quentin Tarantino mind, right. you feel like that looks cool. Right. But that's not actually what would happen in a fight. Right. The fight, a lot of the fights in this movie go on so long and it, and it's irritating when it wouldn't be irritating if the fight would just go on for a long time, but it gets irritating to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Once you get to like the sixth or seventh thing that would have killed a person, right? And they just are still coming, right? Then I'm like, what am I watching? Right now, is it you know, somebody when we were watching, somebody in the theater behind us even like said out loud, are those guys part Terminator, right? Be- right, <laughs> because. It just went on forever and ever. And, you know, yeah. I don't like that. I it, That just, yeah. like, immediately turns oh. me off. Unless you're going to be in, like, Valerian. Unless it is that. Unless right. you're going to right. be in, like, a goofy movie. And this it, established. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be the Terminator either. It can just be, you know, if it's just not so serious. Right. You know, like, in Jason Bourne, when we're being really serious, I don't want to see fight scenes that go right. on forever and ever. Right. I want Jason Bourne to know that you can actually just turn people off. Right. And then right. they're done. Right. And I want her to know that because you're trying to convince me that that's who she is. Right. right? And right. so anyway, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like parts of that. I didn't like her as much as I should have either, you know, going through the movie. And especially because uh, for me, she kind of vacillated. And I hated that, right? Because yeah. some parts I loved her and thought right. she was perfect, right? And then some parts I'm like, "What character is she now?" Right? Like, she wouldn't do that. Why? I mean, who am I supposed to believe she is? So that's I think part, of, and I understand that too. I never felt like a real affinity for her character because her character is like the spy trope. You know, I have to be right. absolutely robotic unless I need to be charismatic, and then I will be to get my goal so that I can accomplish my mission. You know, right, right. and I think in some ways, in some ways, that's actually very hard to do convincingly because then you're either like a pastiche of just like, I'm a robot. Right, right. Or like, I'm not able to do it well enough. So I'm like this most sensitive spy that would never get out of basic, you know, right, right. and and I think. You know, I think there's a switch there where you're like, oh, I have to be cold-blooded. Okay, I'll be emotionless and monotone. You know, that doesn't always work sometimes. Right. And I, I got that. I got that too. Because in one scene, before she meets up with the the other French spy, 
she's very like deadpan, real robotic. I have a mission. I'm going to get it. And then all of a sudden she shows real emotion and empathy and it, and then she goes back to being robotic. Right. And it's just, there's even, a weird transition just even, in those scenes. Even in telling her the, the other spy, even like in telling right. the other spy that this is not a real relationship right. or that this is, just this, what we this do. is how we have yeah. to be or whatever. Even in saying mm-hmm. that, she's like not actually doing it right. enough right. or whatever. I don't know. But there were a lot of parts. And uh, this is one of those movies, too, where, you know, so I give it seven and a half. You give it eight. Yeah. And I could easily spend an, the whole hour ripping it apart. Me, too. And, like and tearing over everything two, about Over two it stars apart. or three stars. Yeah. And and that, for me, is why... Uh, <laughs> It, it, this is another movie that it should have been a 10 and it could have been yeah. a 10 and it had so many things wrong with it that even though ultimately I liked it a lot and I want to tell people to see it, mm-hmm. but there are so many parts. Like if somebody came out and said, that was stupid, I'd go, eh. <laughs> like, well, in some ways, isn't this, I mean, this is at least how I feel. I'm certainly favorable to the film. And like you, I feel like we could spend another half hour just going like, this was stupid. Why yeah. didn't this happen? And and then really I'm quibbling over what two stars lost it. But that's mostly because of a frustration that I felt like it could have been better, even though eight is what some films would just wet themselves to right, get. Right. But, but, re- geez. but really like parts of this were just so just so weirdly put together and disjointed that I, I was confused like why it wasn't better. Yet, my eight is in some ways a reflection of the fun I had watching an eight right. instead of, you know, grading it only as like a film with its technical and its sound and all these things. I, I had a blast with it, but I sometimes have a blast with bad movies. Right, right. And the experience of having a blast with a bad movie, like there are certain days where Atomic Blonde is the film I want to see. And then there are some days where if I had seen Atomic Blonde when I wanted to see Dunkirk, I would right. be much harder on it because right. it just didn't give me. So, Well, and it, and like you said, it has so many things <clears throat> about it that you're just, why? Yeah. Why do that? It had, um, and, and maybe it's because that's exactly how it happens in the comic. I never read the comic. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I never no, read the comic I, I never read it. But there are a lot of things, you know, like I've said before, if this is how it happens in the book, you have to change it. Right. And if this is what happened in real life and you're making a movie, you, right. have, you have to change it. You can't yeah. make that the story. Um, like, you know, there's too many things. But uh, for one thing, like James McAvoy, I think his character is awful. Mm-hmm. And I liked parts of him in a kind of a theoretic way. Right. You know, when he would do certain things, it was kind of cool. But he just shows up at the beginning wearing a black hat, mm-hmm. going, I'm the bad guy. Right. I'm horrible. Then he tells you he's horrible. Right. Like, then he, yeah. you know, then he goes, hey, look, I'm just trying to screw everyone over. Right. I, don't, I mean, right. he's, you know, there's there's nothing to his... If he would have been like a halfway decent guy at the beginning, the whole movie would have been better because if we're trying to have a plot, if, if the opening scene of the movie mm-hmm. is just uh, like a overlay of the bullet points of what happened in the plot, right. then I don't care how good your movie is. Well, if it's one thing to go... Uh, well, I know she's going to be the good guy. I know the good guy's going to survive. Right. I know the good guys are going to win because it's a movie. Yeah. I know this is probably going to happen because I've seen a bunch of movies like this before. But it's a really different thing for the movie to just go, this is who the bad guy is. We're right. going to pretend like this is a surprise, but yeah. we're going to tell you what it is beforehand yeah. anyway. And I that's mean, something they so do. weird. They do that to their own detriment, not just with McAvoy, but later both with the plot and other characters like they they advertise and forecast it so much and then they try to retroactively hope that with a blitz of neon and music and fight that you'll have forgotten and then we get to sneak up like and dupe you right and i'm not that stupid and yeah you know there's something about the way that they have to you know it's not even foreshadowing if you just say it right right? that's why i was (laughs) like they're forecasting it they're like like, this is the bad guy they're just going look this is gonna happen yeah and 
And it's almost like, yeah, there are tricks and surprises that happen in the movie. Right. And it's, it's almost like they made the movie and they were done. And they went, eh, you know, people yeah. are kind of stupid. They we won't might, get it. There, Stick another scene in the beginning right. where he just says. Right. <laughs> oh, and I got to tell you, joke. I'm sorry. They pick her. They pick um, Lorraine, the Charlize character, and they send her in specifically because she's great. Like, she's one of MI6's top agents right. and they they really rely on her to get the job done not because she's an attractive woman and that she's going to fool the germans or you know that's not it at all you get the sense from the story that she is valuable i don't believe she's not like seeing mcavoy's character instantaneously and is like i'm going to kill you right. because you're screwing with me right it takes her an hour to figure out that he might be not that he is but he might be the thorn in her side in in berlin right and I don't and, believe and, that. And then they you think know? when you get to the very end, then it's you know, then it's like the double faint yeah, trick, right? Right. And they think that what's going to happen is you get to the very end, and then you're going to go, oh, well, right. see now yeah. it's a whole no. different thing that was happening the whole time. Right. So sure, she doesn't know whatever mm -hmm. because it's not true. Right. Right. <laughs> so obviously she doesn't know it. Yeah. But. That only changes what she doesn't know, not whether or not what she did, not right. whether or not yep. she's going to act in certain ways or she would have believably done this. And the whole movie revolves around this list, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and I there's I, always a list, and you know, I think it's the weirdest thing, but in in spy movies, it's almost like you can't come up with another idea. Right. Like this is... There's either know, a the, list or a bomb. There's, there's or... a list of all the names of yeah. all the spies. And mm -hmm. so if the list gets out, then that would be bad. They'll right. all just turn up dead tomorrow because right. everyone will know who all the spies are. Yeah. And there's... Like that's like every other movie now right. is there's a list and everyone's going to know who the spies are. Yeah. And that's, you know, totally boring. But the thing that is... Uh, you know, running the game, really, it's it's funny because nobody actually cares about that. Mm -hmm. The only thing anyone cares about is that there is a spy called Satchel that the Russians <clears throat> call Satchel, who's like the double agent. So right. there is an agent in MI6 who's working for the Russians and is the Russian spy named Satchel. And yep. if we know who that is... And so somebody's got the list, and somebody gets killed for the list, and then the Russian guy has the list... And but he hasn't turned up, so the Russian is just going to sell it on the open market. Yeah. And so now everybody wants the list. But then there's the guy who gave the list, who memorized the list. Right. So now he's just his own other version of the list. Right. And and you know hilarity ensues. <laughs> and then, like I said, the movie thinks it's going to get to the end and tell you you know the big surprise at the end and go aha see now. Just it just all yeah. retroactively falls into place, except at the end of the movie actually like negates the list. Right. It, it, if you get to the if everything at the end of the movie is true, there can't actually be a list. There's no such list as that. Right. And or or I guess the list just is, don't is think about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. you know, because because Spyglass, the guy who memorized the list and now is like a human MacGuffin and target, like he would know. He would just be like, oh, I know who Satchel is. He would know, you know, and he would know, and I'm okay with that. I think that in the when they meet in the, when he meets her in the movie, I think he explains it well enough. Fair, yeah. That he's like, uh, and they have this conversation, which obviously is not supposed to make a lot of sense to you, right? Apart from the fact that you can see right through it right. when it happens, right. because you can see right through everything, <laughs> right. Um, right? But if if what was if what was revealed at the end of the movie was true about whatever there's no one to make that list there's no one to know that information there it does it doesn't really exist anymore it's not right. a thing that can be on a list right uh, and and it's like i ah, don't think about that right there's too much stuff in the movie where you're just not supposed to think about it and right. and especially with um the goofy, the, the fairly goofy steps of the plot, the kind of way that she explains herself at the end and gets away with it or mm -hmm. whatever it is that she gets away with it or doesn't get away with or right. whatever it is that happens. And it's just all at the end. It, it's supposed to be this 
cute trick or, you know, oh, aha, look what you didn't realize this was happening the whole time or something. It's like yeah. it's like you're watching some like screwed up version of Memento I, or something <laughs> where all of a sudden, like the end of Memento yeah. is he didn't really ever forget anything. Right. He was just a sociopath. <laughs> and now, and he just wanted to eradicate his history. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I swear, man, there were there were two or three things early. The, the film is just under two hours long. <clears throat> and there were a couple moments where there are these segues. And, and man, they love these noir images of her smoking or drinking. Yeah. And there's nothing happening. She's just tired or tired of kicking somebody's ass. And there's the music is kicking up. And she's forever naked in the bathroom. She's always, she's always naked. Like that every sells, 10 minutes, you know, there's a guy with and, a stopwatch. Uh, right. <laughs> He's like, all right, stripper. Uh, but I swear there were two or three instances where I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the next scene was, uh, rising volume, overly loud, um, eighties tune that was very good for the soundtrack yep. and some noir pose. And I was like, huh. and some neon in the and background. Then, and then like something. 15 minutes later, they did something that I didn't think was smart. And then there was a lot of loud right, music right, right. And, no, and I went, you bastards, are they, you serious? Yep. And I started to get a little aware of it and they don't keep doing it. But for a couple times they were just like, yep, just don't look over here anymore. Right. Just remember how good this song is. You like it. Right. Now look at her naked. And now, and, and, and then now you're like, punching well, somebody and then it's or a something. Fight. So it's, and they, they even did it, you know, <laughs> it's funny that the movie is so constructed in a way to really quickly shift you away and they do it in that way, but they do it in other ways too. And that's what I think it's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. If you right. can be that, it's like being, you know, PT Barnum or something, sure. right? It's like, if you can be that good at, if you can get me to buy a ticket, <laughs> you deserve the right. Yeah. And so they do it a lot. Um, they will do something that they kind of throw the plot at you. They kind of yeah. like throw the plot. It's like, they've got, you know, a card with the plot on it and they throw it in the air and then they run out of the room. Right. <laughs> and they, right. They go, here's this. And then now, and they do it a lot where <laughs> she's got a new wardrobe. She's uh -huh. got some kind of wardrobe change. She's walking down the street to new music. Mm -hmm. There's some really cool shot of like a huge backdrop, whatever that yep. looks awesome or whatever. And, and like you said, they, they pump up the music I thought the soundtrack was really awesome and and weird because, you know, I really don't care most of the time. But it right. was really cool the way they used it. Yeah, it was I agree. really cool the way they had remakes of a lot of songs. Yeah. Yep. And it was really cool the way 99 Luft Balloons kept coming on yeah. and was always a different version of right. it. Right. It was always English, somebody else German, doing it. Remix, slow. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. But they even did the same thing with other things that are just weirdly cool. Mm -hmm. Like they had something and I, you've got to think it, they pulled this just directly from the comic. Right. And they said, that's just awesome. Yeah. Even though I can't explain to you why it's awesome <laughs> because they did the same thing a couple of different times with that guy with the watch store. Right. Yep. Because something would happen and you'd go, wait, what? Mm -hmm. And then somebody would walk into that watch store, whether it was her right. or whether it was the bad guy or whatever. And there's just something like Sir Really Badass yeah. about that dude and his tiny little store right. and it being like the entrance to like the hotel. I was just going to say, Wick he movies. is, there are all these little places that are more interesting than right, sometimes right, right. the story. Yeah. And it's like, there's one display case. Yep. There's like yeah. four watches. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and, right. And him in a little room with right. his weird glasses on. Yep. And they just go, look, that's so cool. No one will care. Right. And we don't even have to be and cranking right. the music. And yeah, I loved and it. Right. I actually loved every time I see that guy in his little cage. And I'm like, dude, who then, doesn't know this is a front? Like, and then it was so funny because then the bad guy comes in. Yeah. And he's like, I want to sell something or whatever. And then the dude gets up and comes out the door <laughs> and you go, Oh shit! Right, for no reason at <laughs> right, all. Right, right. <laughs> like I genuinely was like, 
shit's about to go down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then I'm like, that dude just fixes watches, I was but like, he's really not. The whole store is going to do like a get smart right. thing and right. go underground or whatever. It's It was the craziest thing. But they did all sorts of little, great. little, little things like, like that. that where it's like, okay, we need to rest the soundtrack for a minute. Right. So we have some other cool and, things. And it's kind of risky because you're like, okay, that's just dumb. Move on. But then if you're into it, I when they were peppered in, I was like... Let's do more of that. I I love yep. that stuff. And then, and then it seems like there because there's a moment there also later when you know we have to go back to the watch store and I'm like yes, you know because I thought right. one and done like right, okay right. I get it now this is the front for these people in <clears throat> Western you know in, in Berlin and you know on and on and on but then they keep going back and I'm like well I could. I mean, this guy could be in this a lot longer for as far <laughs> like, as I'm concerned. He could have a spinoff. It was really, yeah, just that it was guy funny. And so. his watch store, just like the, uh, they're going to make the TV show of the hotel. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, it does stuff like that, and it's really cool. And, you know, I did like so much of it. I, there are a lot of the fight scenes I didn't like. And I didn't like a lot of... That's too bad. I thought the fight scenes were pretty fun. I didn't like a lot of... Uh, anytime somebody starts shooting, too, right. I thought, right. you know, most everything that happens with uh, shooting is like you can't pay too much attention to right. it. Right. And I don't like movies like this mm-hmm. that then ask you not to pay attention to stuff. Right. You know, right. if you want to be a little bit goofier movie and like a little bit... Sure. Loose. Know, fine. Sillier yeah. or something. Go ahead. Then do whatever you want, and I'll go. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to pay attention to that. Right. But if you're in a movie like this where you're trying to be very serious, which seems strange because it's a graphic novel and it's not Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, right? right? But right. but if you're going to be giving me all this serious stuff and I'm supposed to pay attention to your twists and mm-hmm. tricks at the end and stuff like that, then you can't also say don't pay attention to that, right. you know. And a lot of it is goofy, but a lot of it, uh, a lot of it, I recognize is very nitpicky. Like, you know, getting shot with ten millimeter bullets several sure, times, right. and it making like a tiny little hole, like you got shot with a BB gun. Right, right. But a lot of it's not nitpicky. I think you know, there's whatever you like in fight scenes. I don't see how anyone can like some of these. Yeah. Some of them are right. just. You know, right. they at least got to be in the hospital for like a couple of months and not <laughs> right. out on the I street. I took an ice bath. Yeah, right. Now I'm all better. <laughs> right? like, there was there was a part of the film where giving over to it certainly helped me a, a bit more with the fight scenes, too, because I, I liked them. I liked them more when they were reminiscent of like what you said earlier, like the Jason Bourne films where. And not necessarily John Wick. <clears throat> I feel like John Wick can kill 30 people with one bullet, you know, and he'll do right. it spinning and ducking and diving and the lights and the music. I like the fight scenes in the Bourne films where he uses like a Bic pen right. and you've got a knife, but I, I know I'm still going to get you. Like when she's using like frying pans and whatever's in the room, like yeah. those are more interesting that to me is cool. than her squaring off and everyone's got their dukes up and... Then there's like a fist fight. And I know you've, you've, I I meant to say this earlier, like a half hour ago when you said this too, you are reliably consistent about this. We've seen films where there were female heroes or female sidekicks and they're going up against monolith men and they're trading punches and you're like, that's just not how that happens. Like that just doesn't work that way. In this, there's, there's a certain affinity for how she did some of the things that she did, but I felt like it was always... The same four things, and that when I when I focused on it, I couldn't stop seeing it. She's right. got this aikido wrist roll. She's got like a kick and a punch, and then like uh, another weird move. And I feel like if Atomic Blonde is a video game, I'm stuck with these until I go see the watch guy and he trains me for a while. Right, and then and then you get the uh, X and A together. Then you can right. Just then you can X. do the double jump. Right. So that you know the double taps, right. these things. And and though it didn't distract uh, all the time, it made the fight scenes odd because I liked watching them. I thought they were filmed and choreographed well, and I wasn't so hung up on the you're 110. There's no way you can take down right. 250 guys. Right. But I still had fun watching it. But I was oddly distracted for some of them. But I thought that they did a good job in this movie um, not to just kind of like jump on the PC bandwagon or anything. But I did think they did a really good job in this movie. Um, I mean, she's a big girl. Yeah. 
So it's not the same as if right. she's like five five and right. doesn't she's weigh like anything. She's like six six feet six one. Yeah, you know, she, she's, she's like uh, six yeah. feet tall and she's a big girl without hopefully having any negative connotation to yeah, that. She no. just is large, yeah. right? She's a large girl. And um, I think they did a good job with the overall theory of her fighting. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she didn't just stand there and, like, trade blows right. with a giant guy. Right. She would grab her keys and, right. Yeah, and right. hope to, you know, hit him in <laughs> One the, of the cheek best. or whatever. She would, like, go for people's knees all the time. Right. She would try to take people down. And she, you know, would not just stand up there whether she's been trained to fight or not. Right. She wouldn't just stand there and go, well, let's just box. Right. <laughs> and, I'm sure that and, will work and out. See yeah. who can right. who can kill each other. And right. she would, you know, like you said, she there's a frying pan nearby. Why not hit somebody with it or sure. whatever it was? Yeah. I liked the scenes like when she goes into that one apartment and right. she's surprised that anyone shows up. Yeah. And now she's going into the thing thinking absolutely no reason for anyone to show up here. Right. And then she's stuck and she's in that yeah. spot and i think she does a good job of going i just have to get out of here right. and it's like a fight and she shoots people and whatever yeah but overall i think that it it's it has nothing to do with whether she's a woman or a man the fight scenes just go on too long right people get hit with stuff over and over right, right. that should take them out it, you know or, in that or scene at least too. or at least not have them popping right back well, up yeah. or whatever that scene's a great example cuz i actually like that scene very much and that fight very much but again there are too many rent-a-cops who are just been crowned by right. a frying pan right. and they're getting back up woozy but still able to shoot straight no right but but still, yeah, I or, actually... Or they've had their arms broken or their yeah. kneecap shot off or right. whatever it is. <laughs> right. They're bleeding all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, you know, I think it's actually great to try and have a fight scene where, um, you know, people don't just go down instantly either. Right. Like, it's not you, the Vulcan nerve you, pinch. you got to find some kind of balance There's a medium, stuff. right, right. But she, you know, she has some people. There are some people in this movie where you did just bled out. <laughs> there's already, one guy. Right? Yeah, there's, there was <laughs> one. Well, not even in the stairwell scene, which you were talking about uh, earlier, anyway. But I, my favorite parts of her violence are like when she's using her environment. I love the car crash. I love the fact that, you know, in any other film. The spy is in the seat, and there's a guy in the seat with them, and there's a driver. Maybe there's even a guy in the passenger seat, and you have to elbow this guy in the face while blocking the passenger's gun and then choking out with the seatbelt the driver. There's a lot to do. Right. I love that she just kind of silently takes her shoe off, and the guy's looking at her legs. Right. And then he gets stabbed in the face. Right. I mean, this is in the trailer. This isn't, you know, but I love that now she just grabs the seatbelt and flips the car. Like... That's the spy film that I want to see for this character. Right. And that and that was a good that was scene great. too. And that's you know, if you watch enough movies, right. that's a spot where it's a tricky balance throughout the history of movies. Right. Because like you were saying, that scene happens all the time, yeah. more or less. And in some movies, it goes wrong because the guy will just elbow the guy once in the face and he's out. And cold. he's done. Right. Right. <laughs> or he's dead. Like right. in my nose dead. Yeah. And you know, anyway, I mean, we don't need to go on like, you know forever funny? about the fight scenes. Even but. even that, though, like there was a problem I had, a small, but again, the small problems kind of added up to eventually taking like a star away because just like in the trailer, James McAvoy shows up, picks up her fallen shoe, and I'm supposed to believe that this woman next to Quentin Tarantino's The Bride is probably the most dangerous woman on the planet. And she just misses this shot that's so easy to kill right. him. Like, he's <laughs> right, dead. Right, right. Like, McAvoy's character is dead holding this shoe. And then later she's like, oh, he should have identified himself. Like, right. the way that that is all set up is is just so it's 80s been, or 90s there, action film. It's, it's, it's like very, It's very, like, movie. Yeah. And it is, I think, a real problem with this movie that it tries to be both so often. Right. It tries to be, you know, look, we're going to be better than just movifying yeah. everything. Right. <clears throat> and yet it, you know, intersperses it with all these parts yeah. where it movifies everything. Right. And, you know, like she goes into the 
theater to run away from the people and they have this like big that. stupid fight. <laughs> the, the fight wasn't I, yeah, I liked I wasn't wild about I liked the, fight, the idea okay and I liked that she got away okay and yeah. the whole thing, but a lot of the fighting that happened in there was just goofy yeah. and the guy's choking her for no reason. Yeah, and, right. Right. And then and then doesn't even you know, he's he just wants to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh what okay. Is he, George from like Mice and men. Yeah, and he's he just wanders around yeah. with the keys in his face for a while. Yeah, that was, stuff. and I, I just was. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, but you know the the real problem with this movie is that the easy fix, I think, and we're always you know fixing. We're always looking we, for this. Everything yeah. we see, the easy fix, I think, you can't kind of do because yeah. you have to at some point tell the story that's in the comic book, right? And I think the fix to this movie is to be more like John Wick in your plot. Like in John Wick, there's no secret twists in the plot and you're not trying to, he wants revenge. You're not trying to, you know, have all this subterfuge and everything, but somewhere along the line, that's then you're just taking out the whole plot because it has to be there somewhere. But I just think that the the actual plot of the movie Mm -hmm. is done in such a goofy way Mm Everything that has to do with the list and everything that has to do with McAvoy's character and the, you know, alleged, you know, surprises that have to do with him, it all is just so goofy that we can't even show it to you. Like you said, you know, we'll show it to you for like five seconds and then we'll try and make you forget that we showed it to you. Right, right. (laughs) And it doesn't have to, you know, there have been successful spy films, whether they're recent Bond films or Bourne films, you know, they don't need triple agents, quadruple agents, double, double crosses. You know, I get it. If you're a spy in the world, you you probably can't trust anybody. Right. But the fun parts of the... and that's, the, that's some of the frustrating stuff because there are moments in here with her and McAvoy and they're also, you know, seemingly always done to that French spy where they're like, you know, nothing personal. This is just the game we play, right. you know, or this is the thing we have to do to get through the scene. Don't take it personal. You know, they actually say that to each other. And if you're a spy in the world, you realize, like, I have no friends, but everybody's my friend. Like, I'm going to be double-crossed, and 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 I'm probably going to double-cross. They they even make a point of showing you the thing in the beginning where he says, don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. And she doesn't go, well, frickin' duh. (laughs) This isn't day one, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't just get my papers. There's so much of the movie where... She is already the best there is. Yeah. And we're going to talk as though she's never done it before. Right. Like, Reminder. <laughs> like, there's some weird spy mansplaining. Right. Like, now look, we're exactly. going to send you over there, right. but don't trust anybody. And, and, they're, and they're in horrible suits. And yeah, they're, right. they're the perfect yeah. people to be mansplaining to the right. spy and well, so talking down to her for, and everything. For right? all those weird, frustrating things, then like what you said, they're peppered in with all these fun things like the watch guy we've talked about, some of the fight scenes I like that you didn't but then they were all i i strangely wonder if i wasn't thinking past the film and missed more of the coy stuff like near the end there there are all these things where mtv news is talking about the wall coming right, down right. and all they these have, things they and, have a bunch of news and that's cool because it serves reality. as a bookend and yeah. back then mtv was always on with stuff and it was it was a thing right then near the end they stopped talking about the berlin wall and they you know, it's got Kurt Loder talking about, uh, you know, music sampling. Is it piracy or, you know, art? You right, know? right. And then they end with one of the most famous ones, which is the Ice Ice Baby, the Queen song. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's so subtle. I don't know anybody <laughs> younger than me got that. But I wondered, I miss more of those. Like, right. are there more little things? Because as frustrating and as weird as it can be, it felt like there were times where it was really aware of what it was doing to the point of, hyper aware right, right and dropping things in and i'm i mean i'm not looking for easter eggs like there's a copy of the born ultimatum on the table when she's kicking somebody's face but i wonder if maybe there's not a copy of the born ultimatum <laughs> on the table <laughs> oh, when right, she's right. kicking somebody's face I, I just i it was that was a particularly fun note to walk out on thinking i caught that right you know and i kind of enjoyed that and that made the whole film kind of feel the same way which was yeah, that's not bad, but I I still enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, you, you did a yeah, good job with that. There's a one, so. it, there's a lot there's a lot of goofy stuff, but it is like I said when I was uh talking about how I got my rating, uh, 
I had to just let a lot of the problems go. Yeah. I, I didn't like McAvoy. I feel like maybe McAvoy is not even the right guy. Yeah, uh, I agree. To be in this role anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, he wasn't bad. It's just that what he was told to do was not right. great. Right. The way he's supposed to be uh, just so obviously bad. They say he's gone rogue before you even right. see him. Right. And it's just, um, you know, if he did... It, if she would have showed showed up there mm-hmm. and he would have been a guy where we thought at least for a few seconds that maybe right. he was not the problem, right. which it, in a way he is and isn't the problem and whether he's the real bad guy mm-hmm. or not, like whether or not he's satchel is actually irrelevant. Right. <laughs> like right. he's just still a bad he's just guy. A, right. He's still gone so rogue that he's just working for himself. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if he's the double agent. If he's just actually MI6, <laughs> right. we still need to kill him. Right. It, and it, it just takes away from what well, she could be doing and what we could be watching. Right. And there's even a point where she says it, and I felt it too in the film, where she's like, if I knew this was my target, speaking of the, the guy that memorized the list, I would have done everything different. And I'm like, that would have been nice to know because I feel like, though I had fun... I wasted a half hour getting to this point where right, you got to right, circumvent. Right. This is ultimately what I thought was the bigger problem story-wise for the film. Like you said, they they spend too much time selling her to be as amazing as she is, though then cutting her own legs out by not letting her be that great. Right, right. And the, not enough time selling him to and, be the mastermind that he is and doesn't live up to be because right, the, it's just right. we need this guy and of course it's a spy, so just... Remember, spies are really right. secretive and smart. And right, and and every, I, I don't everyone's believe, a great spy. Right, and yet everyone gets tripped up on all the time that right. they shouldn't be. Yeah, and you have to go one way or another. Right, make her not the greatest spy ever. Sure, make her she learning. Could, you yeah, know? she could just be not already. Or make James him super Bond genius. Make whatever, him and right? her aware of it, and then do more. And, but, and yeah. then it, and then we get to stuff. That yeah. I feel like probably comes straight from the graphic novel, maybe because it's right. so plot convenient for the you know spoiler alert, I guess right. for the French spy to get killed. Right. Except that when she gets killed, and they they make a point of her being sort of new, yeah, and she's scared and crying right. or whatever. But I don't care how new you are. She wouldn't have got killed there. Right. Like, that wouldn't happen. Right. Like, she just because... She wouldn't have got out of spy school if <laughs> right. that was if that was right. her answer on the test. Right. She'd have been be like, dead You're long going ago, back, right? right? You're going back to class. Like, yeah. you don't even get to go in the field. But, you know, whatever. It makes okay. the sure. movie fun. It makes a good scene. Yeah. But all together, if you just watch it and you're <laughs> not like a movie curmudgeon like we are. We are. Uh, totally. We, um, <laughs> it, it's so fun. If you just can and and i think that you know there are movies where i look at the movie and go if you can just write that off and not care about it then too bad for you it's still a two right the movie still (laughs) sucks right right Right. but this one i think it's pretty legitimate to say i just maybe don't pay too much attention to just give it stuff because it's not supposed to it's really not pretending to be tinker taylor it's really, it's not also demoting itself to be Austin Powers, but it's really right. just like, get a good popcorn, sit with someone, just right. watch, have, have stu- fun, have stupid fun, you know, give us a couple hours and we'll entertain you. And for the most part, they do. Yeah. You know, so that, that it's, works. Uh, it's kind of, we're running out of time anyway, and yeah. we'll go, but it's kind of goes back to my theory of, uh, you know, to what extent, is it what it's trying to be right. or did it manage to be what it's trying to be? And I think, you know, seven and a half or eight, whatever. It, right. Cause it, I, it's right around there. It should have been better anyway. Right. Even though you can like write it off and go, ah, just have fun with it and, and let it do its thing and yeah. have a good time. And you're going to have a good time. You're going to have fun. Uh, no matter right. what, right. but still should have been better. And I, and I feel like where I come from, which is I pay attention to narrative and story and character and casting and music, you know, the nitpicky stuff. And I feel like it did really well with most of that stuff when it didn't, it lost a couple stars. Yeah. You know, and that's where I'm at. I still had a fun. At the end of the day, I had to give this, uh, some points for the soundtrack because that's weirdly effective. It was a, it was a cool soundtrack. It's cool choices. Yeah. Um, there were, you'll find yourself, 
you know, I, I spent a lot of the movie going, they're going to play this song at some point. Yeah, right. And then yeah. they didn't, so I was disappointed. Well, I got but. I got cribbed, I got <laughs> handicapped because I didn't realize they would do six versions of Nina's 99 Love <laughs> right, Balloons. Right. Like, I just thought, well, we got to do another 80s right. song. And what do you, it, and yeah, they screwed me over cool. them, so. But it works it in it and does. uses it in a really fun way. It's really fun. As opposed to just going, hey, we're listening to this song now. What a genius bit of marketing, too, to just get the licensing for like 1080 songs, drop it on a soundtrack, and be like, hey, we'll make more money on that. You know, that's a weird hit, but... Yeah, anyway. anyway. Um, it's fun. You know, it, w- it was fun. Yeah. It well, wasn't the film I thought it was going to be. I really pegged that to be the big one of the summer, but... Yeah, part of my rating might be just kind of disappointment. A little disappointment, just a little. I thought it was going to yeah. be even better, and I thought it was going to be... You know, smarter. I thought it was going to be. I did too. I thought it, it looked, was going to be leaning towards I like agree. a smarter version of doing yeah. it, uh, of the way it was doing things. Anyway, anyway. Um, that's enough about that yeah. movie. Definitely go see Dude, it. Dude, it's, it's August. Like, it is. That's so weird. It's all over. It's all done. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. We're in now. the second, uh, second sway of the summer season now. But yeah. Anyway. So, so. Uh, next week. Will be Dark Tower, uh, Dark Tower, at least and something. Maybe else yeah, I think is coming out. I won't I look, remember, but, but we're almost it's, done. Um, it's a weird time of year now, yeah, because we've got like a couple of weeks, yeah, right? and then the movie industry says, right. "All right, TV, yep, have your here we go, have your time," and yeah. then nothing good comes out. Everything while, is good because so. we get closer to Blade Runner. As long as Blade Runner doesn't suck, the fact that it's August means right. I only got two months before I can see it, and. Sure. Have you have you watched the uh, first one again? No. Uh, should I? Are you gonna? I don't. I don't know if you should. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I will. Which one? I think, the I director's think cut. I, I the original. I, the, I think I have to. The watch Deckard it is again. the replicant. Yeah, He's not. Know. The I don't know. I probably will. Anyway, uh, so anyway. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with Dark Tower. And uh, once again, please, please share, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Yeah, bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.